Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 25th, 2024, the second Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Diane Temple. Thank you to Kim Miller for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of family members' birthday. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this second Sunday in Lent. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this printed in your bulletin taken from 1 John and Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, who is rich in mercy out of great love with which he loved us even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. May you be strengthened in your inner being with the power through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. Let us sing how firm a foundation 796. Oh. 
Love those words. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in Christ Jesus the Word. What more can he say than to you he has said? Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me uh, share with you the Kyrie. O God, Father of heaven, have mercy on us. O Son of God, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. O God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. We join with me in the prayer of the day as it's printed in your bulletin insert. O God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so that the glory of the cross of Christ that may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive a gift of music. And I think we have some children that are going to come and sing for you. So come on up, guys and gals. Um, this song started out um, when we did VBS, and Holly and I were sitting there trying to figure out what we were going to do, and she decided we're doing Jonah and the Whale, and we decided to do a couple of songs, just a couple, so that the kids had a chance to practice a lot and learn them. One of them became, um, one of them we did was this prayer. Some of you may have it at home. We have extras if you want one. And it is a simple prayer of thanks. And uh, the tune you're going to hear does not fit what you think these words are. You might know this song by, um, with different words. But I put the tune together with a song that the kids can sing. And uh, it's not necessarily an old-fashioned arrangement. So I hope you like our prayer of thanks.
good morning. Our first reading today comes from Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 7 and 15 to 16. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sari, your wife, you shall not call her Sari, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Word of God, word of life. Please join in the responsive reading of Psalm 22. You who fear the Lord, give praise. All you of Jacob's line, give glory. Stand in awe of the Lord, all you offspring of Israel. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the sight of those who fear the Lord. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow before God. Indeed, all who sleep in the earth shall bow down in worship. All who go down to the, du- to the dust, though they be dead, shall kneel before the Lord. They shall proclaim God's deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying to them, the Lord has acted. Our second reading this morning comes from Romans chapter 4, verses 13 to 25. The promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law uh, who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all of his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations, according to what was said. So numerous shall be your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, But he grew strong in his faith, 
as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now, now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not, only, not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to earth for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. Word of God, word of life. Our service continues with the Lenten Gospel acclamation. You'll find this printed in your bulletin at the top of page two. I invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. Mark, the eighth chapter, glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus began to teach them, the disciples, that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes to be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes into the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to invite the children to come forward and also invite Luke, our acolyte, this morning. And so come on up. You're going to help me with the sermon today, and I'm hoping that you can help me do that without embarrassing me. No, I'm just kidding. Come on up. And thank you for singing this morning. All right. I want us to come up with some words today as we think about things of God. If we think about God, what kind of things can we say? I don't want to give away too much. Life. Let's write life. I love that one. Life. God gives us life. God is life. Yes. 
Love. Ooh, we're getting some good L words. Love. Yes. What was that? Thank you. Thankfulness. I love it. Thankfulness, gentleness, peace, patience, kindness, not giving anything away. What did you sing about today? What did you sing? Pray. Pray. Things of God. Pray. Remember Jesus said, go into the closet and pray to your Father in secret. And Jesus taught us to pray. Pray this way. And giving us the Lord's Prayer. And you saying about praying. What else can we say about God? Things that, what? Caring. Yes. Being of caring mind. Caring for your neighbor. Can we say others? Because you have to care, care for yourself and care for others. others. So caring and put others. Caring for others. What other things can we come up when we think about God? Look at these stained, beautiful stained glass. What is Jesus, God in the flesh, doing? What? He's what? Lowering? Is that what? Go ahead. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. Lord. Big L, not the little L. What's Jesus doing on some of these? What's he doing over here? Taking care of a lamb. Right. Caring for lambs. What's over here? Let's see. What's, what's over here? What's Jesus doing there? What was that? Eating? Yeah. Put down supper. Communion, the supper. What about, uh, we think of God, things about God. What happens here? Baptism. baptism. Let's throw up baptism. Let's see, what other things, can, when we think about God, look at the banners behind you. What one word sticks out in both of those? Faith. faith. Let's put faith up there. Things of God, faith. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. Okay, now we're going to go really fast. Don't worry. There's no wrong answer. Let's just go. Throw out one word, Harrison. Things of God. Just throw it out. Don't even think. What? Love. Love. Faith. Faith. Kindness. Kindness. Life. Life. You don't have to look at that. We want new ones. We want new ones. What's on your shirt? Be a holly. Put that one on there. World, love it. Trust. Oh, now we're doing it. Throw anything out. There's no wrong answer. Say mom. Moms. Mom. God created, right? Dad. I love it. Dad's included. Oh, you've done plenty, Nikki. What did, when we think about God, what do we think about? Life. Put life in air. Put air we breathe. Jordan, throw it out there. Anything. What's, when you go visit grandma and grandpa, what's on their farm? Dogs. Dogs. Put dogs up there. Boston, don't go. Don't go. Anything. What, what are we in? What's this building? Church. Church. 
I'm getting the back end of Jack. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Throw one more out there. What was Faith. What was that? I couldn't quite get that. Fan. Put the fan down. <laughs> what Jesus is trying to do is saying that divine things, the things of God in our life, intersect. And we're going to talk about that in the message. I want to thank you for coming up here and creating this list of the things of God. And so... I invite you to go back to your seats, and we'll continue on. By the way, somebody brought a leaf with them up here. Whew. And pastor is just, I don't know what it is, if I've had too much coffee or what the problem is this morning, but I got to do this over. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Also with you. Thank you. It just wouldn't have been the right morning. Okay. As I, as I think about this passage that we read out of the gospel, and, and thinking about what Diane read about Abraham and Sarah, and the kids are going to dive into this more in Sunday school, about faith and trust in God. The thing that really caught my attention today in the gospel was the words that followed after Jesus was rebuked by Peter in the most loving and kind way I mean, this is the first time in Mark's gospel that Jesus says, and, and Peter recognized who Jesus was in the previous verses. You are the Messiah. And Jesus says, shh, don't tell anyone. And now Jesus is telling his disciples what the mission of the Messiah is. And Peter's saying, no. That won't happen. And he's doing it all the most loving way because he doesn't want to see his Lord treated badly, killed, not understanding. Peter is saying it with a good heart. And Jesus comes back and says, Satan, get behind me? Ouch. But it wasn't that. It was these words that really caught me. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Pastor's going to read it the way it's here. Looking at these words. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. So what captures my imagination this morning is the Greek word, the original word that Jesus used was phionous, phionous, one's mindset, mindset. Jesus uses this word with Peter and his disciples to stir in them to understand the mission of the Messiah, whom Peter just confessed was the Messiah 
And our translation uses the words, setting your mind. You're not setting your mind on divine things. This coming after, Peter rebukes him. And Jesus rebukes Peter. Theonis, mindset. Mindset of attitudes held by someone that become personal characteristics. So I want to demonstrate mindset and our attitude, a characteristic that we have. And so I want to get behind this Theonus, one's mindset. And so I ask you, what am I holding, congregation? What am I holding? Okay, kind of hard to hold lemonade. It would fall all over the floor, right? But I will let you know that there is lemonade in this vase, in this vase, but I don't want you to drink it. Okay, so you see a vase with lemonade. And I did that so you could see. What else do you see as I hold this up? Mindset. What do you see? Greenness. What was that? Half full. So if you're considering the mindset that this is full, this is half full. How else might you describe this? Half empty. So if you consider this being empty and it is half empty. Mindset. Nothing wrong with that. How many of us in this room, and I think you can do this, this is not a negative, how many of us are a realist? And Liz, raise your hand. <laughs> how many of us are a realist? Yeah. You say what it is. Okay. How many of us are an idealist? Now, Pastor, raise your hand. An idealist. We see the possibility. Yeah, we realize, yes, you call the reality, but, but idealists see the possibility. Not that the realist doesn't. The realist does. But let's get real. It is half full. Wait a second. I see this as half empty or vice versa. Nothing wrong with that. Mindset. Do you sense that you go to the half empty or the half full? That's where you go from realist to idealist. First example. Jesus is trying to change the disciples' mindset. Theonos. I want to share another uh, example here. And Jesus, okay. Jesus challenges Peter, who has this caring attitude, or changing his mindset to help him see the bigger picture. Jesus must endure suffering to be a sacrifice for our sins. He who is without sin in order to save the fallen world, all people. Yesterday I had the privilege to attend Gary Doty, Deb Laycock's father's funeral. And Tom, uh, Tom Laycock was able to go up and to share some things about his grandfather. 
And one of the things that he shared with us yesterday during the funeral was Charles Swindoll, Pastor Charles Swindoll, who is a theologian, a wonderful biblical scholar. He wrote a piece about attitude. For mindset is about a set of attitudes along a long spectrum. And so this is what Charles Swindoll wrote about attitude. The longer I live, wrote Charles, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than all the education, than the money, and than circumstances, all failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude that we embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing that we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced, wrote Charles, that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% what I'm, I react to it. How I react to it, 90%. I want to share this. This morning as I was walking through the kitchen, I ran into this. The bulletin to Holly's funeral was laying there in the kitchen. I don't know who put it there. It hadn't been there for a while. We've had so many activities going in the kitchen, and there it lay. And I don't think it laid there by mistake. And so I picked it up. And I said, here's another mindset illustration that I need to share this morning. For underneath this picture, and it's hard for you to see, and I'll read it, it says, this is Holly's confirmation verse. I hereby command you, this comes from Joshua 1.9, to be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Holly lived a mindset of her confirmation verse that she always knew that God was with her in her living and, yes, in her dying. Her mindset was that no matter what goes before me, God is there with me, and he will bring me through it. We all know Holly. And life wasn't always easy. But is it easy for us? But there was one thing that Holly always did. And she trusted in God. Her faith was strong. I was going to have a pen right here that was given me this morning. And it says, hashtag, be a Holly. But the person who gave it to me thought I might fumble with it and lose it. Isn't that what we're talking about? Mindset, faith. Jesus is trying to get a hold of his disciples and other to change their 
mindset. Theonis. Lent invites us to practice discernment, to enter in, to sort out the meaning of faith. For 40-day journey, reflecting on our faith, on our baptismal promises, these Lenten days invite us to open the eyes of our hearts and to see with more clarity what it is that Jesus wants to see with our hearts. So often our minds get in the way. We need to be more childlike in our faith. The children helped me to, what are the things of God? God gave us and breathed into us the gift of life. And it doesn't end as we came together on Ash Wednesday and we marked our brow with last year's palm branches that were burnt. And Pastor Bill and Pastor Wade marked on your forehead, remember, from dust you came to dust you shall return. No, God has one more gift and promise that goes beyond the grave, for God loves you and calls you by name. For God is love and life. But as we see in this world, we see hatred. We see desire. We see jealousy. What are the things of God that speak to as we look at these beautiful stained glass? We see a God who loves, who is life, who cares for the neighbor, who is thankful. Do you know that God is thankful for you? God is thankful for you. You're not a mistake. You are here for a purpose, and God has a purpose for you. And that is that you hold the power of Christ within you, that there is nothing that you cannot endure, for you have the power of God's love and life in you. How many of you wear a cross around your neck? Ladies, probably quite a few of you. It's a good reminder. Guys, sometimes we wear our crosses in our pockets and feel it every once in a while and remember that we have a God who is thankful for us, a God who went to the cross for us, a God who taught us to pray, a God who taught us to care for others. Our God is our Lord. That is a very, what I want to say, intimate word when we say Lord, Lord. It is holding God ever so close to our hearts, the God who taught us in the supper that this is my body given for you, my blood that's been shed out for you for the forgiveness of sin, for the gift of everlasting life, that we take in Christ each time we gather at the table with all the saints. We're church. We are gathered together. We are cast afar. It's wonderful to see Ian and Levi here. Their lives have taken them to other places, but God goes with them. They come back to church. And one day they will find their own church and with their family to remember their baptism, to remember faith matters and what we do matters. I'm not going to hold you accountable and come, but I wouldn't be surprised as your pastor to see you 15 years from now. We are baptized, nothing that we do 
These are things of God. Remember our faith. I love this. Faith got up here twice. Faith that has been planted in us and nurtured by the church and grown so that we can be kind. We can be a holly. We can be in the world trusting that God is with us and that we have moms and dads who care for us, but we have a God who cares for us even more than mom and dad who loves us and gives us air and dogs and cats and animals to care for because you remember the, the story in Genesis. God allowed human kind to care for God's wonderful and beautiful creation. And when you get hot-winded, we always have a fan blowing down on us. Jesus wants us to see through our hearts to create a new mindset regarding his suffering and his death. To open our eyes. To see that God loves us, cares for us, and goes with us. And that God must die for us. For this thing of sin, the only person is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God took it on the chin. And as I shared on Wednesday, Jesus died a horrible death. Even before he got to the cross, he was whipped, beaten and made to carry his cross outside of Jerusalem. And he willingly gave up his spirit. Where the others who hung on the cross with, with him, death had to come before Passover. They were caught up in the law. In order to make that happen, the thieves' legs were broken. Jesus did not break not one bone, but gave up his spirit. Jesus was helping his disciples and us to reset our minds to see that Jesus' death actually leads to life. And I love that our very first one, and I can't remember who said this, was that Connor? Someone said life. Life. Jesus' death leads to life. While death is our enemy, and it is ever before us, death does not have the final say, nor does Satan. We have a living God who comes to us and brings us to him. Jesus wants us to have faith, to trust, an attitude, not to fear death, but a mindset so that we might live into our baptismal promises, the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life without sin in the presence of God and all the saints and holly. Death in Christ leads to life, leads to eternal life. And so I want to share this scripture in closing. Do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Christ Jesus? We're baptized into his death. 
Therefore, we've been buried with him by baptism in the death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is free from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we belong we, and we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again, and death no longer has dominion over him. Death, he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you and I also must consider ourselves dead to sin and alive with God in Christ Jesus. Let me offer this closing prayer. God of grace and glory, give us faith to see that death has been swallowed up in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, to change mindsets, so that we may live in confidence and hope until by your call we are gathered to our heavenly home in the company of all your saints, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen.
Let us share in the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Trusting in God's promise to reconcile all things, let us pray for the church, the well-being of God's creation, and a world in need. We turn to you for meaning, holy God. Nurture in your children the gifts of the Spirit poured out in our baptism, and let the mind of Christ guide the church to reset our mindset to give wisdom and discernment to our bishops, pastors, deacons, teachers, and leaders. Hear us, O God. We turn to you for renewal. Save lives and ecosystems threatened by pollution and a changing climate. Cleanse the earth's waters, restore the soil, preserve rainforests, deserts, and wildlife that generations to come may cherish your creation. Hear us, O God. We turn to you for justice. Uphold the worth and the dignity of every person, especially any who experience hatred and rejection because of gender, ability, sexual orientation, color, ethnicity, and religion. Hear us, O God. We turn to you for healing. Send compassion and helpers to any who suffer because of war and violence. Shelter unhoused people. Befriend those who are lonely. Bring hope to any in despair and console the bereaved. Lord, we remember especially this day and ask for your healing hand to be upon Kurt and Cheryl, Sharon, Ray, Linda and Teresa, Kalinda, Sandy, Dick and Mary, Lynette, Samantha, Marcy. For the parents of Ligon and Stephanie Sigrin, which is little Freya as she struggles with life. For the family of Gary Doty, whose funeral was held on Saturday, Deb Laycock's father. And for others whom we na name in our hearts and are known to our Lord, who suffer in any way. Hear us, O oh God. We turn to you for purpose. Remind us of your faithfulness to this congregation. Increase our trust in your guidance and keep us near the cross. Grant that our acts of service will express Christ's sacrificial love. Hear us, O oh God. We turn to you for peace. We honor the saints who lived in service to others. Inspire us by their example until you gather us together in your kingdom. Hear us, O oh God. Accompany us on our journey, God of grace, and receive the prayers of our hearts through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always.
Let's receive this morning's offering. We're helping out Iwalu Camp for our Noisy Coin offering. We'll invite the children forward at this time. I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offering and tithes forward at this time. pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love. Through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I invite the congregation to please be seated. We have any others back from college? For our college people, you want to stand. We want to recognize you. Oh, the two. Yeah. All right. Reckon one day. I hope you'll keep coming back and I, that Pastor Wade doesn't embarrass you. That's what I don't want. Thank you for being here, boys. Uh, the other thing is I want to say thanks to Kim Miller and uh, recognizing uh, in memory of family members' birthdays. She uh, is sponsoring today's radio broadcast that will be heard on KMCH 94.7 FM uh, next Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. It is that time. The deadline is looming. It's coming very quickly now. March 1st is the last opportunity in which we can put in our applications for Anna Hoosman Scholarship. What a wonderful gift this is through the congregation Anna Hoosman back in 1986. We receive, we're recipients of uh, 250000 uh, Now this fund has given out over $550,000 in scholarships over the years. And uh, there's opportunity for those who are going off to college. So good thing you're here to remind you. doesn't matter if you're a freshman, junior, sophomore, or senior, or going into a master's program. So uh, anyway, Anna Hoosman Scholarship deadline is coming up on March 1st. I want to share with you that Kalinda... Stedmuller had a, had a terrible fall, a terrible break. Um, she broke both her tibula and her fibula. And uh, what was it, about two years ago, year and a half ago, she had broken uh, her tibia and fibula in her left leg. Now it's her right leg, and rods have been put in. And I want to give her a lift. As your congregation, if you can send her a card, 
if you have children, to draw a picture and send it off that we're thinking of Kalinda. Here's where she's at. She's at the St. Luke's Helen Nassif Transitional Care Unit on Unity Point Way in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Robbins. Uh, but this is the actual address. If you want to just get a thank you, think of her this week. Let her know that her congregation is thinking of you all. And uh, now that we're in Lent, Easter isn't that far away. It's coming soon, the end of March, March 31st. And so you have an opportunity now to uh, order uh, Easter lilies and uh, get that information. You can cut it out of your bulletin and fill that out. Bring it to the office, and Edda is in charge of that with the Esther Circle. Esther Circle was started by Esther Gilbertson. I thought maybe it was Esther out of the Bible, but Esther Gilbertson and the ladies would get together and have Bible study. They probably did study Esther, which is a wonderful, wonderful book in the Bible that uh, Conferments will be learning this next week. And so they are the folks who decorate our congregation in beautiful ways at Easter, at Christmas, and throughout the year. And so they're responsible for putting up these beautiful crosses that were actually made by Gina Dirks. Uh, a number of years ago, but uh, the Esther Circle was responsible in getting those and having those up. The other thing is uh, our pyramids are purple because we're in the season of Lent, and uh, we have purple flowers up here on the altar. And last week, I believe we sang to the birth birthday girl who is 73. And uh, so anyway, Linda Siebels, thank you for sharing your beautiful birthday flowers with us uh, here. Did we miss anyone from last week? Uh, and singing happy birthday. We certainly can do it again. Oh, I see. No? Any birthdays today? No? Okay. I know we sang to a lot of folks last week. So happy birthday again to you, Linda, and thank you for sharing these with us. Uh, we have some wonderful time, uh, social time. Uh, thanks to Etta and for Karen for putting together a wonderful um, refreshment. So at this time, I invite the congregation to stand once again. Yo, wait a second. I got one more announcement. Okay. Okay, Katie, is that at Sacred Heart? So you go to say, is it carry out or in or both? Oh, yes. So this is the chili cook-off at, at Sacred Heart. All the proceeds are going to Holly's children. So we'll want to take this in. Knights of Columbus, this coming Friday, Saturday, this coming Saturday, what time? Four to eight. Four to eight. With that, I invite the congregation to please rise, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our send, sending song. Let us ever walk with thee. Jesus will sing stanzas 1, 2, and 3, 802.
Go in peace. Share and live your faith. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.